I think because I approached it from a different perspective and I did come in with a pretty clear idea on what I wanted to create so I think I had maybe that as an advantage but from that that sort of led to a whole bunch of work including I've done two big projects for Red Bull this year which have been really fun the travel involved is the hard part with the girls yeah so the like the the Red Bull stuff this year has all been down south so I haven't been home for more than five days this entire year and that's definitely starting to take a toll yeah so it's physically been away from them whereas when I'm with them like I just I just do this balance of I'm in mum mode and then I'll go for a run and then I'll do work until whatever time or like I just I've, I think I manage that quite well but it's the being physically in a different town that's hard What's up everybody, welcome to another episode. My name is Chris and today we have my good friend Rachel Hadfield. Rachel is one of the most inspiring women you'll meet in the industry. She runs workshops for photographers with other friends of ours that I've been to myself. Not only is she an epic downhill mountain bike rider also, but she's won photo competitions and shoots officially for Crankworks and Red Bull. On top of that, she also shoots 20 to 30 weddings a year, has an amazing eye for fashion photography, mostly shot on 35mm film, and she's also a solo mum raising two amazing girls. So, with that being said, let's jump into Season 1, Episode 9 with Rachel Hadfield. That's why I took to the States. Nice. Yeah. I like the little um, thing set up. I made that. What's this thing called? Like a, like a survival? Because it's the idea behind this is like it's a survival bracelet, right? So if you like need to, we're not recording, cool. are we yet? Yeah. <laughs> what whiskey are we drinking? Uh, this one's a good one. Cool. So uh, Justin Aitken gave me this one actually. That's like a couple nice. of hundred bucks. So I want to have one of these first. I like that you're a whiskey drinker, Rach. Definitely. It's too early for beer. Uh, what time is it? I think it's after 12. Oh, it's 1.30. Oh, oh we had sweet. both. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want some intro music? Yeah, go for it. I think you're, you're a green button girl. You like that one? Cheers. Yum. So, Rachel, how's it going? Great. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Yeah, I feel like we got all the juicy stuff out of the way over lunch. So yeah, the pre-chats. Yeah, it was a good, good, uh, good brunch. Yeah, this one's going to be more of just chats with my buddy. Yeah, which are my favourites. But I did want to get you on because you are one of those photographers on Instagram. You see photos, and I'm like, fuck, I need to get a film camera. You know, like you're awesome at shooting film. Thanks. And uh, your fashion stuff is real epic, and I'm just shit at it, so I just look at yours, and that's like my fill. Yeah, I guess we'll start with just like tell everybody. I'm I'm already gonna do like an intro. Yeah. That you won't hear. Yeah. But uh, just tell us who you are and like what you shoot, and like people will love to know how you got into it as well. Yeah. Like how you got into it. So go. Have a little sip. Um. So I've been shooting weddings for twelve years now. Um. I've been saying 10 years for the last two years, so I'm trying to catch up with yeah, that I one. Do that. Um, oh, why am I nervous? It's just you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I shoot commercial and weddings, and yep. a big part of that is film portraiture. 
um, I'm sort of at a bit of a crossroads with my work at the moment. I've, um, I do sort of three main parts of my work. I obviously do weddings and then commercial work. And then I've been doing a bunch of mountain biking stuff as well. So I'm just trying to find a way to compartmentalize my work and um, sort of not polarize a wedding client or a mountain bike client with my other work. So like separating that, them. Yeah. It's sort of, it's such a juggle because there's nothing wrong with having different brands, but they're not really complementing at all. So yeah. it's like you're living three different personalities every time you go to a job. Like you'll one day I'll be wearing a dress shooting a wedding and like shooting a bride on a horse and then the next day I'll be in the mud on the side of a downhill track. So yeah. it's just about trying to compartmentalize all of that and make it all work together. Yeah. Yeah, because you're you're pretty good at everything you do, I think. But like you've done some epic work for Red Bull as well, right? Yeah, so that's a, that's a new thing this year. I um I really only started shooting bikes last November. I um like I ride bikes, so that's what I do for fun, as you know. Yeah. We had, had some good times we had, in Rotorua. Yeah, when you're on your e-bike phase. I was. Yeah. <laughs> now I've gone it? back to engines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did notice that in the shed that there was no e-bike. <clears throat> yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I ride bikes for fun. And um, Graham Murray, sort of, he's one of the people that run Deep Summer Competition. Yeah. Which is part of Crankworks. And they, I was asked into that. And I, I sort of felt like maybe I was just the token female entry. Like and uh, inclusivity yeah like oh we need another chick who can shoot and obviously Rach can shoot photos and she rides bikes so maybe she might be a good choice for that um so I sort of reluctantly said yes because I I love sort of taking on a bit of a challenge and then I literally had one practice and like I better actually shoot some bikes before I do this and um I went out I I sussed out a friend, Clint Trahan, who's the Crankworks photographer overseas. I said, oh, can you just take me for a ride and a shoot and just sort of give me some tips? And so we did that and then entered the competition. My only goal was to not embarrass myself. And I'm not even joking. Um, (laughs) Because I was up against some really top guys in the industry. And um, I already had... With the bikes or the cameras? Both. Both, So there's guys that I really respect their work I was up against. So... Yeah, the goal was to just not embarrass myself and produce something I was proud of, even though I didn't think I had a chance at winning. And basically, <clears throat> I sort of went and the guys must have looked at my Instagram and saw a whole bunch of babes shot on film and probably didn't feel very threatened by me, which was probably to my advantage. Yeah. Um, so basically went in there and then um, ended up winning that. The competition. Yeah. So nice. that was, I think... Because I approached it from a different perspective and I did come in with a pretty clear idea on what I wanted to create. So I think I had maybe that as an advantage. But from that, that sort of led to a whole bunch of work, including I've done two big projects for Red Bull this year, which have been really fun. It's just such a different type of work, but um, like events and sort of I've been doing stills on video projects Stills on video? Yeah, so basically I shoot the stills for like oh, okay. a big, yeah, yeah. like a multi-day video project. And I've really, like, really got stuck in and enjoyed that. It's totally different from weddings. It's different from anything else I do. So it's been quite fun going yeah. down that path this year. Yeah. So, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I remember you shot me some, you sent me some of those photos from the Crankworks thing. That was sick. Yeah. They were definitely, um, I mean, they were clearly like mountain biking photos, but like they were different to... A lot of the shit that you see, I think, like, it was unique. Yeah, I guess with any industry, there's a 
like what people expect to see, whereas I sort of came, I guess, from a wedding slash documentary yeah. style. So I tried to work to my strengths. and It really showed all the chaos that was going on. Yeah, yeah. Some of those black and white, wide angle ones you sent me, I was like, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, should be proud of that. The thing I've been really interested in with your stuff is the fashion stuff because it's something I've always been really interested in. I don't know why, like I'm, I'm not really interested in that industry. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something I've wanted to be able to do. I just like the, the images. Yeah. And um, like I've worked with models before um, and they're quite good to photograph because they like know what to do. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't replace like good composition and um, I don't know. You just have you have that look like you follow Missy. Yes, definitely. Yeah, like his stuff is similar. They're both epic, you know. And um, I don't know. It's just different when it's shot on film. Way different. Yeah, I think Sony's I've... boring. Can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> both both have their places. Oh right, yeah, that's the right thing to say. Yeah, I, I mean, lots of fashion work on digital as well. So prior to COVID. I had a studio, so I would take on lots of fashion clients. Yeah. And I I really loved the fashion work, but I soon realised I don't like working in the studio environment. I really like outside campaign stuff. So when COVID happened, it was just a great opportunity to ditch the studio and the expense of that. And then I managed to retain most of my clients and I sort of worked in with a couple of local studios to cover my lookbook side of things. Or I could just hire a studio, but ideally I just wanted to focus on what I really enjoyed, which was campaigns. So like creating the vibe and sort of working with the models and then delivering the product rather than just front, back and side in a studio. Yeah. And um, so when when I picked up a film camera, that sort of added just such a, such a different um, – just such a different level to the fashion stuff because the results from a film camera you just can't replicate on digi. Yeah. And even though a lot of like a lot of fashion is fast and you're covering a lot of ground in a short amount of time, so some digital is required. But if you get the opportunity to work with a client who can sort of slow it down and then let you really create the the mood rather than just try and jam in a hundred outfits into five hours, like you can create the magic with the film camera. So it's definitely it's definitely been a fun little journey going from shooting 100% digital to a bit of film and a bit of digi. Yeah. Because you shoot on Sony yeah. otherwise, right? Yeah. I yeah. think you influenced and me into Sony. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an issue I have with people. <laughs> uh, mm. Yeah, no, I really like Sony. I mean, they're the best cameras, but like – just with autofocus and stuff, but I just find them boring. So I always want to, like, they don't have any, like, energy to them. It's just, like, a really sweet tool. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's why I like my little Fuji. This thing. It's great. Yeah, I like what you've been creating with that. It's fun. And you just, I just use the JPEGs. I didn't even edit them. What's your process, like, in terms of, like, from after you shoot it and you've, like, got the roll out? What do you do from there? So I don't develop any film myself. If we shoot black and white, I Steph develops it at home for me, which was amazing over lockdown. Yeah. Thanks, Steph. <laughs> but basically black and white box develops all my colour roles. Uh, I very occasionally will do a little bit of straightening. Maybe I, I try – I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to film. I like it how it comes out. I know that people – 
they do, they tweak their film images in Lightroom. But, I mean, the reason I love the film is that it comes out so perfect. The colours are amazing. Yeah. If you shoot it right, it's just got beautiful depth and grain that you just can't replace. So I just, I like it as is. Yeah, I do as well. I kind of stopped doing it because I had issues where I just couldn't find a lab that would like deliver it how it was supposed to look. Yeah. You know, like portrait has a look. Yeah, definitely. I just, I just want that look, how it's supposed to look. I don't want it like some custom thing. And I was using black and white box and I got close with them, but then yeah. I just kind of got frustrated again. Um, so I ended up like trying to scan them myself. And the scanning process just killed it for me. Yeah. Like, it's well, like, I don't want to make it digital. That's quite labor intensive as well. Yeah, I just want to take the, like the whole yeah. idea for me with film. Like, that's why I love that little point and shoot, um, you know, because I can just take the photos yeah. and then just, I get the scans back and I'm done. Yeah. And they look sweet. But I just haven't found, the, I'm going to try black and white box again, but I need to buy another camera. Yeah. I only have shit film cameras. Well, maybe I should leave my um, Canon 1V with you for a couple of weeks. <laughs> You'll never get it back. Yeah. So we were, we were talking about it in the car, you don't really, you have a medium format, but you shoot your work on 35 mil, right? Yeah, so. I didn't I, expect that. It looks like medium format to me. Yeah, I mean, I I bought the Pentax 645N. Um, it's a beautiful camera. It has an amazing shutter sound. But for me, I I can rely on the Canon 1V. Like I could shoot a whole wedding and I trust the result. Whereas um, I don't think I could do that with medium format. Is the one V? Does it look like a one D, like the body, like a full body? Yeah, it's um, it's not the, it doesn't have the grip on the bottom. Okay, like the one. So it's like a five D. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was the last professional film camera before they turned digital. Yeah, so full autofocus and everything. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it is like using a DSLR. Yeah. But, not the D part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's beautiful. If you've used, if you've shot Canon, it's familiar. Yeah. You can obviously use your Canon lenses. Like it's, yeah, it's a pretty good setup. Yeah. And how long have you been shooting film for? Like when did you start? So so that sort of came about when I separated from my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sort of, that was, film was sort of my healthy distraction. Yeah, right. I sort of, I took a real deep dive into it. Yeah. Um, so you I guess. You need something when you're going through shit like that. Yeah, well, it was better than Something to whiskey. keep busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, we sort of had a little film club going and we would basically just have a group chat and say, hey, we're going to shoot this week. Who are we going to shoot? Where are we going to shoot? And there was four of us that would just do maybe once or twice a week. Like you and Steph and two others. Yeah. And was, yeah, and we just, you, we just <clears throat> kind of worked with local girls we knew and there was no real purpose and it was just really fun creating for the something, sake of creating yeah, rather like than to look forward to. Yeah, totally. And that's and it I mean, my brain needs always needs something to be deep diving and that was the thing at the time. Yeah. And did you find film quite like therapeutic to shoot? Like relaxing or like I definitely I don't I wouldn't call it relaxing, but I when I'm shooting film I just I get I get real in the zone and I, I just enjoy every minute and I, I finish the shoot and I just I feel like that really lights me up whereas I'm not saying I don't get that with digital work but it, I definitely get that shooting film. Yeah. And, um, and even just the, the waiting for your film to come back, like the whole process is quite fun. Mm. It's a, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I remember the times I've sent stuff to black and white box and you get it back 
like you get the email with the scans. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Sweet. That dopamine hit. Yeah, for like your ADHD brain. I don't brain. care what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm going down to my office, have a look at this shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm in the middle of cooking dinner. I'm like, no. Nah. Oh, <laughs> I want to see what, hap- what what comes up. You know? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, we were talking about it earlier. You're saying that you decided, or you don't, you haven't really decided anything, but you kind of want to, like, this is a time in your career where you're deciding where you want to go and like doing less weddings and going into more fashion stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I the good thing about weddings is I still really love them and I feel like I've really hit the sweet spot. I'm shooting between 15 and 20 per year mm-hmm. and after doing it for so long, I feel like I'm really attracting my ideal client and that's that's a good feeling. Um like we mentioned, you know, if, if you have a hard one, like you can maybe get through one or two a year, but if that was your regular weekend, it would be quite a short-lived career. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to weddings, I love the clients I'm getting. I'm really happy with that. I feel like I'm really comfortable on the job and I'm, I'm I mean, for me, the, I really do not care about aesthetics as far as weddings are concerned. Like I own, the only thing I care about is how well I gel with the client and how cool they are and and I feel like I leave every wedding like we're best friends and that's for me that's a win so with weddings I'm in a really good spot and I think with the rest of my work I'm sort of trying to decide like where exactly do I want to take it because I mean I'm I've got two kids I can't just like drop everything and travel the world whenever I want but I do also enjoy that aspect so it's about trying to sort of refocus the other sides of my work and sort of take it in the direction of where I want to be in, you know, yeah. five, five, ten years. Because I, st- I still want to be shooting. I just want to be shooting exactly what I want to be shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a dream, really. Yeah. Like it's half the reason we got into it because we want to do it. Like, like it's just something you want to do and it just ends up Because nobody else would well. employ us. <laughs> and that, <laughs> yeah, being, being a shit employee yeah. kind of helps. Yeah. And because you told me you're going to Canada yep. pretty soon. Mm. That's going to be sick just for riding because you're also a pretty epic mountain bike rider with very little fear. But tell us about that. How long have you been riding for? Well, I used to ride um, – I had a downhill bike maybe 15 years ago and I actually used to come up here and ride Woodhill with um, so a bunch of guys. A bunch of guys. We used to do shuttles and we used to do sort of regular rotoro shuttles. Yeah. And then I guess um, – when I was shooting sort of 60 weddings a year, I sort of told myself I couldn't ride bikes because I obviously can't break my arms. And um, I sort of put that on the back burner for so many years. And then then again, when, um, I, when I went through my divorce, I decided actually probably the first thing I did was went and bought a bike again. And that was definitely the best thing I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun, man. I had a great time with you guys down in Rotorua that day. Like it was so much fun. I need to get another one. Yeah, it's, it's um, it's definitely getting back into riding bikes is sort of, yeah, it's just opened up a whole different world. And I just look at my weekends differently now. And yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's good to have something like that for your mental health as well. I think. Oh, for sure. Got to have something to like relax, even though it's not relaxing. But you know, like relaxes your brain. Even just as soon as you pedal out into the forest, you're just like, you know, yeah. your phone's not beeping at you. Or, yeah. I mean, unless it is. But yeah, it's just as soon as I sort of leave the car park and pedal up the hill, it's just such a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 
And I suppose that what that's what led into you shooting with Red Bull and stuff as well, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all sort of just snowballed and it's just happened so quickly. I'm sort of just catching up with myself, really. Yeah. Yeah, because you're selling your house too. Yeah, trying to sell the house in the You guys market. are looking for a house yeah, in the pink, mount. If you like pink triangle-shaped houses. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty cool house. Yeah, it's fun. Do you watch a lot of YouTube? No. no. <laughs> a little bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Do you have like other photographers that inspire you online that you've seen? Like, especially yeah, Especially with fashion sure. stuff. I don't know why I'm just really interested in your fashion stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Um, there's a cup. I follow quite a few film photographers on my Rachel Hadfield film page. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's like no, nobody that really stands out to me. Um, I don't, I, I'm kind of bad at following, I sort of follow my friends. Yeah. So I'm, I always know what they're, like I know what Chris is up to. <laughs> um, I know what my friends are up to, but I'm not that good at sort of regularly following people's careers. Yeah. So I see a whole lot of pretty images on my sort of, my news feed. But yeah, I, I love Steph's work. I think Steph's really talented. From Bubble Rock. Yeah, Steph Bubble Rock. Steph Bubble Rock. We just know each other's Instagram names yeah. these days. Um, yeah, she, her work's beautiful. Um, but, yeah, I don't really follow many. Yeah. But, yeah, I do really want to get back into it. I'm just really bored. Like, work is so easy. I love it. I love weddings. Yeah. But, like, I'm just – it's honestly just too easy. Like, the, the cameras are so good yeah. that I don't have to try. And, like, I, I'm really good at forming bonds with my couples. I'm the same as you. Like, I'm yeah. mates with them by the end of the day, even yeah. before the day, you know. But, like, you know, so it's not difficult in that way. Um, and I'm just not really finding much of a challenge. And I think film is going to help with that. I, I do think that when you've been doing something for so long, it's it's really easy to become so formulaic with your approach. Yeah. And I do think that when I started shooting fashion – it did help my wedding work, even though it wasn't like a deliberate thing. And my approach to weddings is very sort of candid. And then my approach to fashion is it's actually quite styled. So my brain was working two completely different ways. And then I sort of started molding my wedding work. Had It was sort of still quite candid, but then I would add in that that same look that I apply to, f- to my film posing right. into my weddings. Yeah. So I, I do think that that can it kind of reignited my love for weddings as well, and that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, and I I sort of thought that I would have I do have a little bit of crossover. Like I have I get approached even though my film page doesn't really talk about weddings, so I'm not sort of like fishing for wedding clients. I do have people approach me, and they've been really awesome weddings, really nice small weddings. They want to be shot in film. Yeah, and that's always been a really nice fit, but. Generally speaking, people that hire me for weddings have heard from a friend of a friend, so they don't even know I shoot film, so it's quite different. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have you done weddings all on film? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No digital? Um, I always take a few digi backups because I think yeah. that's smart. Um, in a super ideal world, you'd probably have a second shooter just doing digi yeah, backups yeah. so you could fully focus. But I, I think if you know what you're doing, it doesn't really oh, matter. That's that's what I was going to say. I feel like we've done enough weddings now to kind of, you know, I feel like m- my biggest, the biggest risk with film is if I can't physically drop it off at black and white. Yeah, like trusting career. couriers. Yeah, so I mean, having the digi backups are pretty a good yeah. backstop. Do you? 
charge like on top of your normal wedding prices for the film or like? So I have a package specifically for film. Okay. It's probably not enough considering how much film just got hiked, but yeah. I do. I, I really love those weddings because you just slow right down. It's not like digi where you kind of pray and spraying a little mm. bit for half the day, but um, it's such a different approach. It's yeah. quite fun. Yeah. Um, do you have favourite stocks? Are I'm you? definitely like a portrait fan, but I mean. Just pretty much shoot portrait 400 all the time. Well, I quite like Tri-X as well. Yeah, um, get that even good old um, Kodak Gold 200, always a fun time. Yeah, they bought that Armenian format recently, eh? Yeah, I think I'm, because I haven't been shooting a lot of medium format, I'm I'm pretty much like, my eyes on the 35mm. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking more when we went out before about getting new clients, because you said you really want to get like outdoor clients, right? like outdoor brands, to shoot on film though? Yeah, so when I first started shooting film, my idea was to shoot international fashion campaigns on film. And um, I did some sort of like low-key work for Wrangler and some other brands, but it didn't take off in the way I wanted it to. I think part of that was because COVID hit, yeah. so nobody was shipping stuff. Um, everybody was working within their local communities, which is a good thing as well. And then now I think... I'd sort of like to evolve my film work to be to suit my lifestyle and I just I like being outside. I like biking and hiking and not really camping. Not a camping. Not a, I'm not a camper. Maybe one day. But I, I like doing stuff outside. So I would like my work to sort of head in that same direction. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that kind of shit as well. This is something uh, I, I've been interested in like making documentary films. Yeah like short films on like just weird people, just like filming them in their own space. Yeah. Why aren't you doing it? I'm going to. Yeah. I've, I've put it, I put it, I like the accountability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I put a post out on like a community group recently, like asking for basically weirdos to film <laughs> an interview. How did that uh, comment section go down? It was great. Because I was like, because I made it like I'm a weirdo as well. You know what I mean? I want to like just film real interesting people. Yeah. And like, especially like artists, like I was going to call out for like artists, dancers, musicians, um, anything like that. And just like filming it in like a really epic cinematic way. I don't know. It's just something I'm definitely going to do it this year, like this winter. Yeah. Is there any other interested, any other genres that you're interested in? Really, I think I just want to really see how far I can take the like film work in sort of a like doing campaigns for people, but bringing my approach to that. Yeah, I think like I even noticed the other day, Lululemon, big activewear fan over here, Lululemon <laughs> sent out the email and they had they had tried to make it look like film, but I'm ninety five percent sure it wasn't. Yeah. But I think people people do appreciate it, but they a lot of people just don't understand it. But yeah, so it's like they don't understand film. Yeah, I think I think people think film is super grainy and low res, whereas I think sh- properly shot film is beautiful and crisp yeah. and dynamic and like well scanned. Yeah. So what 
what the majority of people think film is, is is actually just Instagram filter from five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And Missy was saying, um, I had Missy on here yesterday and he was yeah. talking about, cause he's been shooting hybrid cause he got a Leica M6 Yeah, and he's been shooting like digital and film at weddings. And uh, we were talking about his clients, uh, most of the photos they post are like the blurry ones that are like slightly out of focus and like maybe a bit too grainy because it was like pushed too hard mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. But a lot of his clients are like leaning towards that. Awesome. More. I think it'd be cool to see commercial clients doing that as well, but I can see why they don't because it's like the advertising world. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's, it's awesome that Missy – and there's a few other photographers in New Zealand shooting film at weddings. Yeah. It's it's definitely a niche, but I think for me, I I like doing the occasional wedding, but I'd rather, especially in portraits, thirty six bucks a box at the moment. Ah. So I think for me, it's it like twenty two or something. Yeah, I think I was buying it from Wilkins at about maybe like just over a hundred for a five pack. Yeah, but it's definitely it's almost doubled in price, so it's yeah. pretty pretty hectic. But I mean, I think the ultimate for weddings is maybe shoot off a few rolls and then digi for the rest. Mm. I mean, that's that's my ideal because then you sort of get the best of both worlds. But Yeah. yeah I had an inquiry um, like last week and the couple wanted me to shoot their video on Super 8, like the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, I replied back. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. But they, they just never replied. I don't know why. Yeah. But Missy got the same inquiry. Do you ever get that? I don't shoot video, so I haven't. Yeah, right. Okay. I, I have been asked by other photographers yeah. about Super 8 and it's definitely not my area of expertise. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, it's not really – I've never had a strong desire to go down that road. Film but, in general? Yeah. Like I, only video in general? No, nah, I think I um, I think I realised early on to just stay in my lane a little bit when it comes to that. We so Does it sound like you? <laughs> yeah, we had um, – early on when we were shooting – a bunch more weddings. Um, we had a guy we brought on board as to shoot video and he was he was great. I loved his work, but it got to the point where I didn't like managing an, another member of the team. If I couldn't deliver the product myself, I didn't want to offer it. Yeah. And he was he was a bit younger and his like he moved to Wellington, which was fine, but we were sort of flying him all over New Zealand and Fiji and Australia and um it just got to the point where I just got sick of chasing stuff and I kind of decided at that point, if I can't do it myself, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Which is not a good model for making money, but <clears throat> it works for my stress levels. Yeah. You, you don't outsource anything? I do outsource editing for weddings. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you, who do you use for that? So I was using two canoes and I've been playing with Imogen, how do you say it? Imogen AI. AI. Yeah. 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 And I, is that I, still outsourcing? I don't know if I'd class well, it as outsourcing. I feel like it is. It's outsourcing to a machine. Yeah. It's it's me not doing it. But in saying that, I do do quite a lot. So I'm still sort of toying with the idea. I want to talk more about this. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, did you see I asked in the group about it? I did. I was very quiet on that post. Did you? Why? I, I, what I just, what did you want to say? Oh, nothing. I just wanted to watch. Come on. No, I'm just, I just, yeah, I, I don't often comment unless I feel strongly about something in there. I just, yeah, linger. you are quiet. You are quiet on the socials, um, which is probably, I need to do more of that, my big mouth. So I, I've, I tried it. Yep. Ages ago. 
like Image and AI sent me like a free thing to like review. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, it wasn't very good. Yeah. But this was like probably two years ago. Um, and I asked in the group because I was like, I'm really fast at editing. Yeah. And so I was like, how, how long are you guys taking to edit with AI? And I'm doing it in about half the time that they're doing it with AI, like so myself. How, so how long are you taking? I can edit a nine-hour wedding in like an hour and a half. Yeah, that that is very efficient. Yeah, but it's because of my loop deck. Yeah. I think for me why I like outsourcing that part of it is that I I will start editing and then I will sort of – I'm too close to it. Yeah. So I'll start and I'm like, oh, no, maybe this, it's like nicer this way, so I'll go back and read it. And I think even after 12 years, I still – I can't just do one job in one go and be happy with it. I sort of go back and make changes. Yeah. So I like – I always cull because that part's important. Okay. Because I, I don't think – How long does it take you to cull a wedding? Ugh, like 45 minutes. Oh, that's pretty quick. To 60 with um, narrative. I use narrative select as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's – I was photo mechanic for years, but I really write narrative. Yeah, I, don't use, I used to use photo mechanic as well, but like Lightroom is – They've done the update and it's like just as fast as photo mechanic now. Yeah. With the in library mode. Crazy. But um yeah, so I just have no need for it. But narrative I've I tried narrative as well, but again it was in the early stages and I've just never like revisited this stuff. Yeah, I for me the thing I love about narrative is the the facial recognition. So they have a dashboard to the side. So with family photos, you're looking at everyone's faces blowing up and then it gives you a it shows sharp, it like blinking or whatever. Yeah, like eyes shut, sharpness rating. And that for me is the best because it's my concentration that is the, the worst part of this process. So yeah. when I'm culling, I'll get to the family and I'll, you know, when you're just going through everything, mm-hmm. it's um it's nice just to be shown quite quickly what's going on rather than having to like full focus through those family photos. Yeah. After you get your photos back from Image and AI, yeah. how much time are you spending like checking them probably 15 20 oh okay not heaps but i do go through you're going through in like a library mode yeah i go through like three in a row in library grid yeah and just make sure things are right sometimes i don't i was using the straighten tool in that and i i i might stop doing that because sometimes it straightens too much and i actually actually no sorry it was the the crop tool i stopped using straighten's okay but then sometimes it just i just want to do it manually yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, when I'm editing, that's what I'm mostly doing is straightening shit. Yeah. And making sure white balance is right. Yeah, yeah. Because I just sync my preset on the whole thing and I'm like, and then I just go through and like straighten and everything, which that's why I'm fast because the loop deck is just like a dial. Yeah. I think I, lately, because I've been sort of shooting for highlights in some different situations, the AI software hasn't been amazing for that. I've still had to manually bring up stuff because they haven't clicked on to what I'm doing but it's I mean overall it's it's a pretty good step I mean if I'm shooting not that I often do back-to-backs but I did one weekend where I had three weddings in a row and by like Monday I'd done culled and and got previews out to three weddings and that's pretty good efficiency yeah yeah my problem is sitting I mean video is the problem for me editing video is time consuming and it's like all time consuming like with photo I can put like a podcast on or like I can probably even watch a movie. Yeah. 
and like do it. Oh, I totally have a movie on yeah, like yeah. a little corner of my yeah. MacBook. Yeah, but yeah. video, you have to be like headphones on, mm-hmm. listening to the audio, like you can't do anything else. Yeah. It's another reason I've sort of stayed in my lane with photos is that I feel like videographers don't get properly paid for how much after work they're putting in. Yeah, do you think that's partly because a lot of photographers are getting into video at like a cheaper rate? No, I think it's always been the way. I don't think it's a new problem. Like it just hasn't been appreciated? Well, I know some people really value video over photo, but most people, they'll book a photographer and a videographer is still important to them, but they're not not charging as much as they should be charging based on how much work is involved, I think, but... I think it's a scary time for people that do video only. I mean, I think it's, I mean, even for photo, like if everyone's using AI stuff, I mean, we're charging pretty well considering our, I mean, when, when I first started, I'd do spend days editing. Yes. Yeah, Whereas now it's down to, you know, a couple of hours. Yeah. I think that's because you just get better in camera, but now that's kind of yeah, not as relevant because AI stuff Yeah, is like sorting a lot of it out. Yeah, that's true. And the cameras are so good. Like if it's too bright or too dark, you have so much range. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely working with different kit and, yeah. I feel like with all my work, I mean, I just shoot what I see. So to me there's nothing really overly special about it. And um, it's it's hard to – I look at other people's work and I'm like, wow, that's really amazing. And I – I, sometimes I get real pumped on my work and then I'll go to bed and, and then I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, I hate that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, one one comment I got, so during shooting Crankworks, the guy I was shooting, so Clint Trahan is the international Crankworks photographer, and he just said, he's like, you, I was there and I didn't see it like you, like no one sees it like you. And I was like, hang on, like. I've never looked at it like that. Like you just, you only see what you see, right? So it's hard to remember that you actually can offer an, a unique approach to things. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I'm, I mean, I've never, I've never, I've never entered awards before Deep Summer. I've sort of, maybe it was a fair thing. Maybe it's just like, I don't really give a fuck about that sort of like peer recognition or affirmation. Um like what other photographers think kind of stuff. Yeah, like you you know how I feel about NZIPP and other <laughs> it's a whole different We've been there. Yeah, so I mean I've never really bought into that whole award thing, but in saying that it does have a flow on effect for your business. So I see why people do it, but I've always just done like my I've always just sort of kept my blinders on and run my business and if as long as my client's happy, I'm happy. Yeah. But then after entering Deep Summer, I'm like, oh, yeah, it does feel kind of cool to win a competition. <laughs> I do see. I can see, especially for you, like, coming in and, like, just owning all these dudes. I mean, it's definitely. Like, the first time you come in and just kill it. Well, a female's never won the competition. So, for me, that was the coolest part. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's red. it's definitely a male-dominated industry. And I did, I, I feel like everyone's been really good to me. Like I've heard stories about sports photography overseas where chicks get told to like basically get the fuck off the course. Yeah. Nobody's been like that to me in New Zealand. I think you're pretty fiery as well though. Yeah, maybe. But I like, I mean, I felt like I was entering a new world and I was like this random wedding slash fashion photographer in the sports world. 
And there's been guys that have been doing it really successfully for years and I was just like rocking up and getting these jobs and it's, um, yeah, like I, I want to, it's, I'm really happy I'm doing it, but I, there was like a little element of, I wonder if I'm just that female hire, but I've, I'm kind of getting over that now, but yeah. I don't ever want to be hired because I'm a chick. Yeah. You know, I want to, I want the person that's right for the job to be hired and hopefully that's me. And if it's not, that's cool too. But do you, um, find it hard because I know a lot of people listening because I've had messages about people that like struggle just to start shit and they have like too much going on and like you're not single you have a partner in that but like essentially a single mum yeah do you find it harder to like start stuff or like I don't Um, know how how's that experience been like going from being in a family relationship to like I feel like I've had a few different careers over my life. I mean, I've I had a cafe when I was younger. I had online, I had a physical store, then an online store, and um, photography sort of just happened. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like choose this as a career, but I feel like maybe one positive thing about my ADHD brain is that I don't actually, f- I don't really f- like fear failure that much as I should maybe, um, which has been a good thing in starting, but. Yeah, I, I feel like opportunities have just really happened for me and I've just run with them. It is scary being the sole income earner in my household, so I do have the girls to consider. Um, I feel really privileged that I can provide for them and I guess that's why I love the job that I do is not only do I enjoy the work, I can I have time to do, like ride my bike and hang out with my girls. Yeah. So that that career has provided me that. I mean, I'm, I'm never going to be beachfront, but... Like, I don't care. Oh, you never know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. But, yeah, I feel I feel like when it comes to starting things, obviously there might be a financial consideration and that you can transition, for example, from a full-time job to like a career like this. But I feel like if you just, if you just go for it, then, yeah, I mean, I know I would rather be 10 years down the track and, doing something I really love and being on an average wage than being yeah. in something reliable but hating every minute. Yeah. Is that kind of the message you give to other like women that maybe in the same position and trying to get into it? Um, I guess like I, I would take a, quite a pragmatic approach and say, you know, like ease into it. Don't just quit your day job. Like stay in your day job and do this on the weekend. And, yeah. You know, like go on YouTube and learn till midnight every night until yeah. you feel comfortable to do it. But like there's, I don't really think there's ever a good time to start something. I think if you're the kind of person that needs everything, like all your ducks to be in a row and if you need it to be perfect, it's never going to be now. So you just need to basically. That's the kind of message I want to get across. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like you can't, I, I hate the kind of advice of like anything's possible because like if you, if you're not tall, you're not going to be a basketball player. But to be, you know, but there's a lot of people that, they work really hard and they get to where they want to be. Like it's not all natural talent. Like yeah. I, I felt I just felt like a camera operator for maybe five years. Yeah. Um, I just felt like a person that happened to fall into a job and I was, I don't know why, but people just kept hiring me. Yeah. <laughs> like it, you know. So it takes a lot of time to really like get your flow on and believe in yourself and f- find yourself in a a good position. Mm. 
Do you think you believe in yourself now? Most of the time. I um, I definitely... Like, do you doubt it? Oh, 100%. Like, even that <clears throat> my deep summer entry, for example, I was when I submitted it, like, maybe 1am, and I was really proud of it. Um, I was really happy with how everything went. And then the next day I watched it and I was just like, I hate it. I hate it. And then I I had a few drinks when I watched it at the awards ceremony and I was like, oh, no, I kind of like it. And then after that, like after I won, I didn't watch it for months. Like yeah. I couldn't I couldn't watch it. So, yeah, I, I definitely doubt my work. But I'm sort of – when it comes to the job, I don't feel like your work is your only asset. Like, like what you talked about is how you are on the job is probably – I reckon like 40% of why definitely. you get hired back. Like, yeah, like making it easy and fun and like, yeah, is that what you mean? Like making it efficiency and everything? I feel like if somebody likes and trusts you, that's like that's your foot in the door. And then when you deliver, that's what gets the call back. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, once, yeah, it's not just about putting out a beautiful product because if you're a dick, you're not going to get asked yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to kind of, it must have been a struggle though to, you know, with your girls and living by yourself. Was it hard to like find time to do all this shit or did you just do it like um, you just like work harder later? I mean, I definitely I definitely work late into the night sometimes, not all the time. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can ease off once you're in there, right? But like yeah. I feel like a lot of people are just – because hear like, I've done like personal coaching and stuff with photographers and – the probably the most common thing I hear is they don't have the time. Yeah. But they definitely do. <laughs> maybe they just don't want to spend the extra time they have on, on this thing and then maybe it's just not the right time. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, you know, it's like... I reckon just look at your screen time and just put allocate that to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that um, the travel involved is the hard part with the girls. Yeah. So, the like, the, the Red Bull stuff this year has all been down south, so... I haven't been home for more than five days this entire year and that's definitely starting to take a toll. Yeah. So it's physically been away from them. Whereas when I'm with them, like I just I just do this balance of I'm in mum mode and then I'll go for a run and then I'll do work until whatever time or like I just – I I think I manage that quite well but it's the being physically in a different town that's hard. Yeah, right. And like finding someone to watch them and stuff. Yeah, I've got awesome family and um, Jared, the, the – um, Joy's dad is great at being yeah. flexible, so that's helpful. That's cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good when you can work together. Yeah. Makes it easier for everybody. Yeah. Because like, then you want to help the other person as well and just kind of like work it out. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tricky one. I think, what do they say? Like you might have a thousand ideas and one's a real winner. Yeah. But, I mean, everybody's brought up with I, – I don't even think it's about your upbringing exclusively, but, I mean, I was brought up with – my mum is a pharmacist and my dad is a salesperson, but we were sort of brought up in an environment where we were sort of encouraged and anything felt, not anything, but like it felt possible to go do what you wanted to do. And so I'm really fortunate to have that. But I know that not everybody is has that privilege. Um, but in saying that, there's so many people out there that, exit, you know, jump right out of what they thought was possible and do it. Mm. And I think we live in an age where, People are making money in all these crazy ways that we never even thought of. I mean, like you passive income. Yeah, like passive income. So 
it's definitely a different world. The times are changing. So, yeah, and, and where you need to be smart is knowing, okay, no, I've, I've tried this for this amount of time. This isn't going to work and just cutting. Yeah. And then moving on and knowing when you're onto a good thing. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I, love, I love the fashion stuff. I just I want to add in that sort of outdoor aspect yeah. as well. So doing sort of more campaigns and like up in the <clears throat> mountains and all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's definitely been an interesting time trying to work out where I want to take it. Because I don't, because I live on my own and like I, I often, like I've, I've bounced ideas by you and Justin. Yeah. I've ha- I've, I have people to talk to, but it's really hard to be like, so like, how, like, where do you go? Like, it's hard to know where your strengths are when you're looking at it from the inside. It's really good to have a crew around you to really tell yeah. you, oh, actually, I think this. Like this people are going to be up front with you. Yeah. And I do have that. I just should probably lean into that a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Like people, like we are lucky because I'm the same. Like I bounce ideas off my other friends and stuff. And like, if you don't have that, it can be hard. So I guess it's like reaching out to people. Yeah, I think that's probably for me anyway. When I started, that was reaching out to people and trying to get involved in the community. That was scarier than yeah doing it on my own. But definitely would have helped. Yeah, I think um, it's about having like five real solid people around you. Yeah, you don't need many, eh? Just no. people that know their shit and maybe are going to be even, honest. Maybe even just three or four. Yeah, yeah. Just people that will tell you how it is, Yeah, not sugarcoat it for you. Yeah, we've had a few of those discussions. Yeah. <laughs> over the years. <laughs> yeah. How did, you get, I don't think we cut, how did you get into photography? I don't think we talked about that. Okay, so I guess like I sort of grew up around it. My dad was like a hobby photographer, Um and then my first job was on a film counter in my mum's pharmacy. And so I used to just take photos and then not pay for dev, which was great. And then um, when I was in my early 20s, I went to work in the Philippines with Jared. Um, my oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. So we, um, we went and worked in an orphanage. And wow. basically, quite a funny story. Not funny, but it's funny how yeah, it started. Yeah, I hear this. So basically, one day it started raining and I noticed all these little kids playing on the street under this umbrella and all their teeth had rotten out, but they were just laughing and having fun in the rain. And I I had like a an entry-level point-and-shoot. Well, not a, sorry, not a point-and-shoot, like a little, you know, like a dual lens kind of setup thing. Yeah, so yeah. I, I could run outside and I was just playing in the rain with these kids taking photos. And then I put them on Facebook and this chick was like, do you want to shoot my wedding? And I'm like, what? like a wedding. How do you go from like toothless kids to weddings? Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, she was like, I'll pay you a thousand bucks. I'm like, sold. I was like, a thousand bucks. I haven't, yeah, it was crazy. So, and at the time I had an online um, New Zealand designer store. So like art and jewelry. I was just building that business, but I was realizing that I really hate the logistical side of it. So anyway, so came back to New Zealand. I photographed that first wedding. Sorry, we did. Um, Jared, sort of jumped on board. He bought a camera. He wasn't into it at all before that. And then basically, this is a classic New Zealand bogan wedding story for you. So <laughs> the, the couple, Stacey and Sam, happy anniversary. <laughs> um, so they Are had... They still friends now? I still like keep in touch with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, they had two RX-7s doing a skid. So I got the classic like 
the bride and the skid photo, two, yeah, yeah. two of them. And um, Just the bride or like making out in so front of the smoke? from memory, from memory the photo that kind of hit it off for me was they were actually in the cars. And so this photo, it got, I think at the time, this was when Facebook was bigger than Instagram, it had like 90,000 shares. It went on all Shit. the, like all the rotary pages. Oh, wow. 90,000 <laughs> yeah, shares. Yeah, it was mental. And it was, it kind of blew up out of nowhere. And to the point where my, my best friend, PD, he called me, he's like, hey, Rach, I just got sent this hat. He was editor of Performance Car at the time. He's like, I just got sent this hat and it has your wedding photo on the on the front of it. I'm like, what? And um, so this company had ripped the photo off online, off the internet, mm. and um, they were selling these hats. So I had to go into like negotiations with this unnamed New Zealand brand about using my images. Wow. And so basically from that, I got six weddings and that's sort of how I became a wedding photographer. Shit. That's a crazy story. Yeah, it's a little bit long. I want to know how the fuck you ended up in an orphanage, like yeah. working. Uh, what were you doing? Well, just volunteering. My mum is amazing. She's She does lots of work with wow. this company. She's actually, she just went back last year as well. How but, do I not know that? We probably uh, did talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So just doing doing some time over there, but it was, it was a really good experience, but obviously somehow got a wedding photography career out of it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, and you've done workshops and stuff too, eh? Yeah, so... Because you did Down to Photo, which yeah, was so, fucking insane, that party. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, so Shan Shan and I did Down to Photo, and I didn't really want to take a, like, speaker's role. I wanted to take more of a backseat role. Planning it. And um, such an amazing experience. Shan's, Shan's great. She's just got so much vision and just so much energy, and we sort of worked together really well. So we did... I can't... Rec- I think we did three, or was it two? COVID also happened, so one got cancelled. But obviously James Day was a big reason why that was a success. So he was at our first one. And oh, was that the first one? Yes. Oh. Yeah. So basically... But you guys really pulled it together, man. You had like Sony there and Queensbury and... Yeah, we sort of... Um, we just sort of pulled together such a good crew of people and the speakers were amazing. Like the community from that was really good and we um we wanted to sort of keep the ball rolling with that and then obviously COVID really messed with one that we were organising. We It was financially quite a burden because we had paid deposits with overseas speakers that couldn't come. The Queenstown one? Yeah, the yeah. Queenstown one that didn't happen. Oh, Because okay. one, yeah, we did do one after that but we had one that we had oh, to okay. sort of, yeah. But anyway, um, I've also done a couple of film workshops with Steph and they were awesome. Um, every time I've had to speak, I just, it's just not me. Like I, when I spoke it down to photo, I went back to my room and I paced, like I paced up and down for half an hour, just like freaking out. And then as soon as I started speaking, it was completely fine. But just the idea of speaking in front of a a crowd of people was just not for me. But the the thing I did really love about it is I did a live shoot and I did enjoy that. But I'd, I'd much rather be like, shooting and trying to explain my theory than standing there with a yeah like I yeah that's why I think you should do YouTube maybe do you um plan on doing more workshops like film stuff or like fashion stuff maybe yeah we definitely had another renegades that's our film workshop sort of we're talking about it um yeah 
it's like workshops are fun. There's so much work. It's you definitely don't do it. It's for, not worth the money. It's not for financial <laughs> gain. Like we do it because no. we love the people, and it's always a good time. But it is a lot of work required. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to investigate things around that further, but I'm not yeah not really sure at the moment. Yeah, I feel the same. Like the last one I did was that one in 2018 when you guys yep. came Queenstown. I think I had a baby with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2018, I would have had a young joy. And it was like epic fun, even though I fucking broke my ankle, but like it was a mean yeah, time, but right. like it was a bitch to organize. Yeah. And it wasn't really a workshop, it was more like a retreat kind of. Yeah, but I mean from that you've created a pretty neat community which supports us wedding photographers in New Zealand and that's yeah. quite special and that those were all bred from those True, workshops. Yeah. It's a great group. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time, yeah, there's a few... Few issues come up every now and then. You guys need to behave yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have the like links for your workshops and stuff still live or like like a website so I can put in the description? I believe Renegades is still live. I yeah. think we may have taken down to photo down. Okay. Down. Um, but we still have Instagram pages for both workshops. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll put all of them in the description anyway. Shit, it's been over an hour. You might have to cull some of the fat. <laughs> I will put all the uh, links in the description or your social medias and stuff like that. Is that even a word, social medias? Yeah, I guess so. And, uh, yeah, just thanks for driving up here and hanging out with me. It's good to see you again. Likewise. It's been ages. Um, so, yeah, thanks for watching, guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers. That's how you do it, and then you roll the intro, the exit music. Go like the lo-fi shit.